I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. This week, we're going to be talking about the lovely character of Little Orphan Annie. Yes, this coming Thursday, December 2nd, a new live musical special is going to premiere on NBC. That's right. So the story of Annie and Daddy Warbucks that you may have seen in a movie or comic even is going to be aired live in its musical form on NBC. Yes, that's right. But before we get into Annie, we are going to have to answer a trivia question from two weeks ago, which was, what was the name of the ship in Wally? The Axiom. Do you know where that name came from, Ezra? I think Axiom is a geometric term. What is it in geometry? I think it's something about like geometry, axioms, and postulates. Postulates? Yeah. And if it's a statement accepted as true, which is another definition of it that makes me think that maybe they were saying that that Earth was no longer livable for humans, they had to accept as truth that life would have to move on to this giant spaceship that Wally finds himself on. Which was like a cruise ship, but in space. Exactly. And it was the new home for humans after the Earth was no longer inhabitable. I remember that. Yeah. So with that out of the way, we are going to do a segment on word of the day. What's our word of the day, Ezra? Cobweb. Cobweb. And where did we get cobweb from again? I think from the, the sign will come out tomorrow. That's right, the song. Yeah. Goes, the sun will come out tomorrow. The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. Yeah. And do you remember the lyric that contains cobweb? Just Can you sing it? About tomorrow clears away the cobwebs and the sorrow. Oh, now I remember. Yeah. So... What do you think of when you hear the word cobweb, Ezra? Like, for instance, like people, like characters who are sweeping, like in classic Disney films, Snow White, Cinderella, etc. For instance, I remember the word cobweb in this, like Disney's first animated feature, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, when the one of the dwarves noticed their cobwebs are missing because they discovered that their whole place had been cleaned while they were while they were out. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think of similar things, you know? I think of really old places, maybe attics that are covered in cobwebs. And these cobwebs are these thick, old, dusty spider webs that indicate that, you know, that place hasn't been touched or attended to in a long time. That's old and abandoned and nobody's been living there. Exactly. And so cobweb, different from spider web originates from this old English root of cope, which is as it's from the word attercop, which meant spider in old English. And it literally meant poison head. So their word for spider was poison head in old English. And that became cobweb, which means a spider's web. But we have this different association with it. Interesting, huh? Yeah. And so when you think of cobwebs what kind of mood do you associate with cobwebs like what is annie talking about when she says clears away the the sun clears away the cobweb and the sorrow like like the misery and and sadness 
and waiting for something happy. Yeah, yeah. I think of the gloominess that that clouds and that darkness that where you might co- find cobwebs. You know, the sun can heal all of that. Yeah. Cool. So that's a fun word. And it's just another example of, you know, a word where instead of saying spiderweb, we might say cobweb because there is that mood associated with it, right? Yeah. So without further ado, why don't we get into our feature presentation? Yeah. Annie, we all know, is one of the most well-loved classic Broadway musicals of all time. But not many people know this, but it started out as a comic strip, which they did from 1924 until 2010. Yeah, the comic strip was published in the Chicago Tribune, and it was created by a man named Harold Gray. Harold Gray lived from 1894 until 1968. And he had a lot of political opinions, didn't he? Yes, I know that the comic strip, which started in the 1920s, got a couple of black and white films in the 1930s called Little Orphan Annie from 1932 and another Little Orphan Annie movie from 1938. Yeah, and those films, you know, if you were to watch them, they are pretty different from the story of Annie that you might have seen in the musical or more recent films, huh? Yes, before Annie was even even became a musical. Yeah, so how are those stories in the original films and comics different from what we know of Annie now? I think some of the characters were different. She still had her dog, Sandy. Mm-hmm. There wasn't Miss Hannigan or the evil orphan in the comic strip. She was created for the musical and the comic strip inspired. Yeah, which is interesting because in the original comic strips, there was an evil woman and she was the wife of Daddy Warbucks. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. So the kind of antagonist for Annie was this evil Mrs. Warbucks who didn't want Annie around. And so she was really mean to Annie and was constantly trying to get her expelled from the household and sent back to the orphanage. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you think that the orphanage is a pretty central component to the new story of Annie, Ezra? Yes, because that's where Annie starts. Yeah. And what happens in the orphanage? She and those other girls are mistreated by Miss Hannigan, that evil, mean, abusive, and extremely unkind orphanage owner. Yeah. Yeah, she's really mean, and that's what ultimately makes Annie want to run away. Yes, and wants to live a happier life. Which she finds when Daddy Warbucks is kind and takes care of her. Yes, and that's the story of the of the award-winning classic musical from Broadway, which first debuted in 1976. Gotcha. Where else did that version of Annie appear after the musical? Like, I think in Broadway first in 1977, but then in West End in 1978. It first had its North American tour in 1978 as well as his U.S. tour. That Annie musical got a, another musical called Annie Warbucks, which which was an, a short-lived off-Broadway musical from 1993. Cool. And what was the same about that off-Broadway musical and the original musical? I think that one was based on the comic strip. I think it was a little different than the more famous one we all know. Got it. So it was kind of going back to the comic strip roots of Annie? 
apparently it seemed like, yeah. Then the first Annie movie, the first feature film based on the musical, came out in 1982. Starring who? Aileen Quinn. And Daddy Warbucks was played by the late Albert Finney. Yeah, and those are the kind of most famous actors associated with those characters, I would say. Would you? Yeah, yeah. And Carol Burnett, who's a legendary comedian and actress, played Miss Hannigan. She was hysterical in that movie, despite being really mean. I know. When it came out, it initially received a mixed reaction from critics. Why? I'm not sure. Some maybe didn't think it was nearly as faithful to the Broadway show. But it's, it's a lot more popular now for being a classic. Yeah. And, you know, it's always hard to transition musicals into movies. Like, I'm sure it must have been a a little different then. Yeah. So, yes, it was initially received a mixed reaction, but it's, I think it's, in later years, it's apparently received a bit more of a cult following. Yeah. Andy is definitely one of those classics that, you know, kids learn the story of Orphan Annie. Even if they might not have seen the original movie, they learn the story. Yeah, yeah. Annie, I know, got a TV sequel in November of 1995 called Annie, A Royal Adventure. What happens in the sequel? Annie goes on, I think, on an adventure to London. It had different actors than its predecessor. Gotcha. But Annie was still, you know, our bubbly redhead. And there were, I think there were, the bad guys in it, were, I think, were some kind of scary looking thugs who were going after her. That sounds a lot closer to the original formula for the comic strips, because in those ones, you just had Annie, and Annie went on all of these different adventures, and they became more and more kind of fantastical and international. She was combating all kinds of things and taking on real-world issues like World War One and like the Great Depression. I see, yeah. And you remember, yes, and Lady Edwina Hogbottom was the villain of the Annie sequel from 1995. And then four years later, instead of being distributed by Sony, this was distributed by Disney. And it was called, it was also called Annie and it came out in November of 1999. Annie, I know did get a, there was a documentary about the Annie musical called Life After Tomorrow, which came out in 2006. And that just kind of documented the story of how the musical came together, huh? Yeah, yeah. And then it wasn't until 2014, over 15 years later, when there was the remake that was starred Jamie Foxx, Rose Byrne, Cameron Diaz, and some others. Yeah, so that movie had an all-star cast. Yes, and Annie's adoptive dad, instead of saying Daddy Oliver Warbucks, was called Will, Will Stacks. That's his name was changed. Yeah, but his character definitely emulated the original Daddy Warbucks because he was a billionaire who took care of Annie, right? Yes, and he was kind. He was. And also, this version of Miss Hannigan, played by Cameron Diaz, reforms and redeems herself at the end, unlike the other versions where she was always evil and was never a nice person at all. Yeah, why do you think they decided to do that, have this Miss Hannigan that becomes lovable? I'm not sure. Well, this film was also a modern take. It was set in modern times. It had modern digital age technology and social media related things. Yeah, so we could place it within the present day. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And Annie this time, instead of being a redhead, was African-American. 
Yeah, and had and so she had black hair. I know. The film got mostly an unfavorable reaction from critics because they didn't like how they changed a classic. But some people really appreciated that they had mi- mixed up the cast. And I liked it too because it was a modern take on a classic award-winning musical. Yeah, I agree. I liked that they took a really familiar story and they made it more relevant and they expanded the cast to make it more representative of how our world really looks. Yes, I remember. I forgot to mention this, like Little Orphan Annie, I think before, also long before there was the comic strip in 19, uh, from the 1920s until 2010, there was a poem called Little Orphan Annie from 1885. Yeah, and that was the original inspiration for the comic strip. But fun fact, that poem was actually supposed to be called Little Orphan Alley. And it only wound up being printed as Annie because of a typesetter making a mistake. Or when they were putting in the letters to print it, they put in N's instead of L's. And that was a time when they when they had typewriters then. Yeah, exactly. So it was by mistake that the orphan's name became Annie and not Allie. Isn't that funny? Interesting, huh? She was called that by mistake, huh? Mm-hmm. Even though it was a mistake, people liked the name Annie. Yeah, Annie is the name now. You wouldn't know it as anything else. Annie, I know, besides from 2008 to present, there was a hardcover book series, which is the output of the, of the comic strip called The Little Complete Little Orphan Annie. Which is really cool because that comic strip ran for so long. It documented a lot of history. And like I said earlier, Harold Gray was super political. So he kind of used the character of Annie to comment on a lot of the things that were happening in the world at the time. So these comic strips are like a documentation of history. Huh, interesting, yeah. How do you feel about a comic strip being used to comment on real-world events, Ezra? It's interesting. Like, for instance, I remember Peanuts had things that had depictions of real-world events, like like Snoopy as Flying Ace was supposed to be a depiction of World War II. Yeah, yeah, and similarly, Annie in the comics got involved in the war effort while World War II was actually happening. In fact, she called herself a junior commando. I know that one of the cultural depictions I remember about Annie in the first Despicable Me movie when Gru adopts Margot, Edith, and Agnes, those three orphan girls, Edith, the middle one of the three he adopts, says that if she was ever adopted by a bald guy, she thought it was more like Annie. (laughs) I remember that. That's really funny. (laughs) Because Annie was, because the man who adopts Annie was bald. Yeah, he was famously. That was just an interesting connection. I remember in the first Despicable Me film. Yeah. And they used it really well. It was a funny line. I think it's cool when films overlap references like that. Another fun fact about Daddy Warbucks specifically too, the original character, his last name is Warbucks because he was supposed to have gotten his fortune through selling arms and ammunition in the war effort during World War One. So Oliver War Bucks, as in money bucks from war. Yeah, that's how we got his name. And now Annie is this week is becoming a live musical for NBC called Annie Live. Yeah. And so NBC has done these musical specials in the past. They did Sound of Music with Carrie Underwood. Like Peter Pan, The Wizard of Oz. Last year they did one for Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. But 
this is exciting. And I saw the stars of Annie perform. I think the sun will come out tomorrow from this past week's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, cool. So it was a kind of preview to the NBC live show. Yes. And during the commercial breaks, there were ads for the for that new live show that's coming out. Do you think that you associate Annie with the holidays? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Because I think part of the Annie musical took place during Christmas. And so did the modern remake that came out in 2014. It was set during the holiday time. And the and that version of It's a Hard Knock Life mentioned Santa Claus. And, and it came out around Christmas of 2014. Yeah. And what are the themes in Annie that make it kind of a holiday movie besides just the mention of Christmas? That like when Annie's in the orphanage, she has big dreams and wishes. Yeah. And the holidays are a time when we all think about what we want for the world and there's a lot of giving that happens yes yeah and people who are nice and kind give to poor so there's a spirit of kind of coming together which is definitely something that I think of when I think of Annie yeah I see but I really like how Annie is just one of the most treasured and well-loved Broadway musicals of all time I agree. I think it's a great musical. I was actually in Annie the Musical. My middle school did it. Were you? Did you play the title character? No, I played her little friend in the orphanage, Molly. Oh, right. Huh. I remember those other girls in the orphanage who were some of Annie's friends. Yeah, so I got to be rolled around in a laundry cart. I see, yeah. I've seen the musical, the classic award-winning musical once, and I think it's great and a wonderful Broadway treasure. I also love Annie because of the catchy and unforgettable music, too. I agree. I'm not going to be able to stop singing The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow Now for days. This week's trivia question related to Annie is who wrote the poem which the comic strip of Little Orphan Annie by Harold Gray is based on? So the original Annie, who is going to be Allie, who wrote it? Look it up. We'll find out next week. Yeah, sounds good. See you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.